0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911.
1: Welcome, family. Monday morning, Jesus 911, two man car. Today's a presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Pray for us. Jess Romero Paul Clay got a whole lot of things to talk to you about today which are going to uh, uh cause you to uh, put on your thinking cap Paul. Welcome my friend. Jess, it's a good day to be here and as you know the battle rages on. Exactly. And, and until the uh yeah, until we breathe our last breath uh, we're going to be fighting the good fight of faith every single one of us until uh that uh, until we hear that the the archangel Blow that trumpet in our personal life. We will continue fighting this battle. Amen. Paul, let's, let's jump into it. The, there's several things I want to talk about today. Bishop Snyder, he talks about, uh, he teaches that what Pope Francis uh, won't, which is diversity of religions as a heresy. That's the first thing we're going to jump on. We're also going to talk about, is there only one Abrahamic faith? Uh, yeah, the traditional view is that there is. And that's the mm. one Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, the New Israel of God. And then we're also going to talk about in the last segment, the Pope has befriended a uh, an Imam, an Islamic Imam by the name of Ahmed Al tayyib In fact, the Pope quotes him in one of his encyclicals as kind of you know of a stand-up guy. And yet, you'll see that Ahmed Al uh He's not—he's not, he's not uh, backing away from some of the things that are just completely abominable in Islam, like the execution for apostates. So I scratch my head here and say, how can the Pope call him a stand-up guy if this guy still backs up execution for apostates, uh, honor killing, uh, and many other things? So let's jump right into it, Paul. Yeah, Bishop Snyder it, teaches. Yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I was gonna just comment on that. Yes, it's amazing to me how tolerable we will be toward, uh, you know to try to accommodate other religions when we know things are just blatantly false. And, uh, you know, they just scream as as far as human rights violations. And yet we will persecute our own
1: faithful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For example, the, the SSPX. Uh, I mean, they they are they're, they're like the stepchild of the Catholic Church, Uh and yet we call other people, Muslims, our brothers. I mean, that's what Fratelli Tutti means. It was a calling Islam our brothers, but no, but we're going to call the SSPX schismatics. I mean, yeah. something's wrong with that picture. It just makes yeah. my head spin. Yeah. So so bishops, uh, John Henry Weston, this is a two-part interview that John Henry did with Bishop Athanasius Snyder. And the bishop commented on the dogma, outside the church, there is no salvation. By the way, that's... Uh, that's in paragraph 846, 847, and 848 of the Catechism. And he's insisting that the Jews also need to be converted. Yeah, that's always been the teaching of the church mm-hmm. um, until modernists uh, took over in 1965. Yep. He also declared that the Vatican should admit their errors regarding the COVID vaccines, but fears that it is too hard for them to do so. Paul, there's a, there's one verse in Scripture, you know, where St. Paul says, I mean, I, I'm going to paraphrase him. He says, I, w- I would even rather die... Uh, if I have to, uh, just to see my people, the Israelites converted. Saint Paul was willing yes. to, to to die. Yeah, if yeah he, he would needed. cut
2: himself off. Yeah. Yes, off from the, you know, from the, from the faith. Just you know, for, if it would mean their salvation. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you know how how far we've gone from that position now, and it, it, we've deemed it unnecessary. Paul, you're 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 too extreme. You know.
1: <laughs> I can't believe it, but go ahead, continue. And our first pope who preached in the streets of Jerusalem, the first first homily, and it says that 3,000 Jews were baptized that day. And he was preaching hard truth. Yes. You know, this Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God has risen from the dead, you know, he was calling the Jews to conversion. 2,000 years later it's it seems like if many people today in the present modern day church have backed away from that position so yes just
2: we have been beguiled in the modern church and i'm sorry to cut you off but i no, no. you know you say so many things that just uh invoke so many uh you know good thoughts here that you're giving me but uh yeah uh this the things that you're talking about uh they're the things uh when when Christ is boldly proclaim, jess uh people are saved souls are snatched from hell uh when we when we when we decide to take a milquetoast position one of accommodation and compromise uh even though it may seem like it might be a good approach it doesn't work
1: yeah this whole yeah you're right This whole uh balloons banners and butterflies gospel of accommodation paul it doesn't uh it doesn't attract anybody to the one true church. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so, in, uh, John Henry Weston's interview with Bishop, uh, Schneider, uh, the Bishop commented on the dogma outside the church. There's, there is no salvation. Yes. Insisting that the Jews also need to be converted. Uh, John Henry Weston asked the Bishop about the church, about the church's dogma outside the church. There's no salvation and stated that today it is disdained in the church and even effectively contradicted by Pope Francis. Yet he reminded us that even Pope Benedict XVI in his retirement pointed out that the weakening of this dogma had led to a loss of the Catholic Church's missionary zeal. Mm -hmm. Want to do the next paragraph? Jump on it. Yeah, Bishop
2: Snyder insisted upon the validity of this dogma and explained that it means basically outside Jesus Christ is no salvation because the church is only the mystical body of Christ. It is the only mystical body of Christ. Jesus Christ, he added, is the only way of salvation. He went on to quote Christ who himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's right, Jesse. He said, I am the door. Furthermore, Schneider also quoted St. Paul who said, that whoever does not accept Jesus Christ upon him will remain the wrath of God. Mm. Wow. Continue. Go, Go ahead. Yeah. Since John Henry Weston explicitly mentioned the topic of the conversion of the Jews to the Catholic faith, the Kazakh bishop of German descent also touched upon the Jews. The Jews are the first who have to believe in Jesus Christ as their redeemer because he first came to his people, historically christ first came to the Jews and then to the pagans, Schneider reminded us. So we have to strive to pray for the true conversion of Jews to Jesus Christ, their Savior, he concluded. Go ahead. Yeah. One part of the undermining of the dogma outside of the church, there is no salvation, is the promotion of interreligious dialogue within the, church, within the Catholic Church, which sends the message that all religions are equal, more at least, can be led, uh, can lead to heaven. For Bishop Snyder, this so-called plurality of religions is a heresy. He bemoaned the interreligious meetings that started a few decades ago, which gave the impression that the church is only one of so many religions and Jesus Christ is only one among the other founders of religions. The Kazakh prelate called the first of such meetings, the one in Assisi in 1986 with Pope John Paul II, a catastrophe. I have to agree. I've seen the pictures. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Such interreligious meetings are simply a kind of supermarket of religions, and it is against the gospel. Praise God for Bishop Snyder Jess. Yeah. uh, Shouted from the rooftops. Uh, You know, and guess what? There are people who will be offended by this. And you know what I always say if the truth
1: offends, you need to be offended. Amen. Bishop Snyder says this is a betrayal of the gospel. We have to stop with such meetings. Close quote. Further explaining his position, he added that, of course, we should show love towards our neighbors of other religions in our daily lives. John Henry Weston also asked Bishop Snyder about the, the abortion tainted COVID vaccines and the fact that these vaccines, even have been found to be ineffective. John Henry West. John Henry had first interviewed the prelate on this topic back in December 2020. For the Kazakh prelate, it is clear that the representatives of Pfizer publicly in the European Parliament acknowledged the ineffectiveness of their vaccines and now the Holy See must recognize this fact. But he fears they will not do so because it is hard to admit one's errors. Yep, the pure hubris yep. sin of pride. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: exactly oh. what came to my mind, Jess. That that just reeks of pride. Well, first of all, number one, what does the, the church uh, have anything to do with vaccines?
1: Nothing. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly. Sack, we shouldn't have sack even sack. been on that topic to begin with. We should just be <laughs> about the business of Christ.
1: Yeah, stay in your lane, as they say, stay in yeah. your lane. As the <laughs> Highway Patrol tells you, stay in your lane. <laughs> Um, he further explained that these COVID ni- va- COVID vaccines are abortion tainted and are not only linked with the, the abortion industry, but also with the fetal industry. We can in no ways, in no circumstances, accept these vaccines. He went on to say, "To use these vaccines would be a de facto collaboration and approval of this horrendous fetal industry and all and all the culture of abortion, and thus we would commit a grievous omission of protesting." against abortion and fetal industry. Uh, bishop Snyder continues to be a strong moral voice and a truth teller in the matters of faith and of the world. Uh, so all I can say is uh, thank God for this bishop, thank God for his moral and doctrinal clarity. Yes. That's exactly what we need right now, Paul.
2: Yes, uh, we, need, we need the unadulterated sobering truth, yes. And that is the only thing that is gonna keep us on the path. Uh, right. You know, Jess, it's it's uh, you know speaking about the vaccines. I remember when um, a, a lot of people were putting in for exemptions, uh, and they would say, "Well, I have a religious exemption." Uh, they'd say, well, "What religion are you?" This is L.A. County. Well, we're religion. Yeah. Catholic. Well, the Catholic Church supports it. <laughs> this is what they. Man. We're not going to honor that because because the Pope is wow. behind it.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How embarrassing. Yep. Yep. Jesus 911, two-man car. Justin Paul will be... Hey, we're going to talk about the one Abraham. Is there three Abrahamic religions or one? Well, let's let's uh, find out.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526
1: Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Today's a presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. So, is there only one Abrahamic religion? I know we've been taught, you know, you go to college, you go to community college, you go to university. They're always talking about the three Abrahamic religions. Father Dave Nix has just written an article, and uh he argues quite convincingly that there's only one Abrahamic faith, and that's Christianity, which is Catholicism. So we'll go through his arguments, and then me and Paul will have a discussion about this. But his arguments are airtight. He argues like a lawyer. He's a Father Dave Nix. Uh, when he puts well, just, it in the paper, he, he, he does his homework. Yeah, he argues straight from Scripture. And I think it's
2: pretty clear in Scripture um, if we'll only just believe what sacred Scripture says.
1: Yes. Yeah. So uh, he writes, remember that the Jews who reject Christ, that the Jews who reject Christ do claim in John chapter eight, verse 39, Abraham is our father, but Jesus immediately denies this assertion by saying, if you were, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did, but now you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. You are of your father, the devil, Mm -hmm. and your will is to do your father's desires. Mm. That's in John chapter 8, verse 39 to 41 and verse 44. So notice again. Yes. So notice again that Christ himself in John 8 says that the Jews who reject him have not Abraham as their father. So in other words, but Father Daniel, is that he's arguing here. Unbelieving Jews, they're not part of the Abrahamic faith. And it's right. it, uh, based on what Jesus says. That's right. But Rather they have the devil as their fathers. I mean, Amen. those are his words, not mine. And yeah. I would even, I would even go further and back up father Nix and say one, an, another thing just to add that, then I'll take I'll let Paul jump in. In the book of revelation chapter two, the glorified risen Christ You know what he calls the unbelieving Jews in the the book of Revelation chapter 2? He calls them the synagogue of Satan. So, what's the point that I'm making? An unbelieving Jew has disconnected himself from the Abrahamic faith according to Jesus in John 8, 39 and according to Revelation chapter 2. They are part of the synagogue of Satan. Their father is the devil. That's what Scripture says. If you don't like it, well, you know what? That's just too bad. Then then you're just rejecting the clear word of God.
2: Okay, and let me remind everybody. Let me translate what you just said when you said that's what Scripture says. That's what God says because Jesus is God. The word of God made flesh, and he said clearly their father was the devil, Why? Because they rejected God himself. They're looking at God, they're looking at Jesus. Uh, they're, They're only means of salvation and they are rejecting him. And guess what? Jesus says, if you reject me, you reject the father that sent me. And I've said it often on this program, Jess, I'll say it again. In the Quran, it says, God's name is Allah. He was neither begotten nor has he begotten anyone. Uh, hmm. uh, we know in sacred scripture. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Jesus. to that. Yeah, we're going to okay. get to the Muslims. There's towards yeah. the end. But go yeah. ahead, jump, okay. on, jump, jump on the next paragraph. Okay, got it. The Holy Spirit, who through the Apostle Paul to the early Christians converts from, Juda- uh, uh, con- uh, converts from Judaism, who were tempted to return to Judaism, the following. There is indeed a setting aside of the former commandment because of the weakness and unprofitableness thereof, for the law brought nothing to perfection, but a, but a bringing in of a better hope by which we draw nigh to God. That's in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 18. This means the Old Testament, albeit an excellent foreshadowing of the New Testament. That's right, the good giving way to the better or the best is totally annulled the first Greek word in Hebrews chapter seven verse eighteen athetesis I believe that's the pronunciation uh, uh, is defined as nullification, abrogation, and cancellation. Notice the New Testament inerrantly describes the Old Testament as abrogated or cancelled. Why then are so many neocon, non-trad Catholics obsessed with the old rituals found in Judaism? Probably because they trashed their own ancient rites in favor of rites written by Protestants and Freemasons. (laughs) Wow, what an indictment there, huh? (laughs) But we traditional Catholics who do indeed have very ancient rites are rarely tempted to go to things like a Seder meal. Uh, by the way, which is prohibited to count. you know, just yeah. it, it, it's kind of funny because um, you talk about. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you continue. Go ahead. and We'll talk about it.
1: OK. The Council of Florence infallibly states that, quote, the matter pertaining to the law of the Old Testament of the Mosaic law, although they were suited to the divine worship at that time, after our Lord's coming had been had been signified by them, ceased And the sacraments of the New Testament began, close quote. Later, the Council of Trent speaks of, quote, the abrogation of the Mosaic law, close quote. Mm -hmm. Much later, Pope Pius XII, who saved, by the way, over 860,000 Jews from the Holocaust, wrote, quote, the New Testament took the place of the old law, which had been abolished. But on the gibbet of his death, Jesus made void the law with its decrees fastened the handwriting of the Old Testament to the cross. That's in his document, Mis- Mistici Corporis, paragraph 29. So now he, now Father Dave Nix is going to talk about Islam. So he clearly he he clearly argues from Scripture convincingly uh, that uh, Judaism is not part of the Abrahamic faith. Unbelieving yeah. Jews are not part of the Abrahamic faith. He, he couldn't... What Jews are part of the Abrahamic faith? The ones that have converted to Christ. Right. For example, so, like like Mother Mary and for example, if you just want to just yeah. somebody a Jew's converted to Christ, they're part of the Abrahamic faith. Jews that have not converted to Christ, they're people of goodwill, say like Dennis Prager, you know, Ben Shapiro. They're people of goodwill, but uh they're not part of the Abrahamic faith because their faith, whether they realize it or not, it's been abrogated, it's yeah. abolished.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. And yeah. just it, it, when you look at it in terms of the fact that let's look at the canon, the canon, uh, you know, uh, of the Jews, uh, you know, they're missing books, <laughs> you know, right. A lot of people say, well, you know, uh, you know, they, they they decided on that canon, uh, that canon, you know, after the fact. We, we're not trying to argue that. But the bottom line is they only have, you know, partial a partial canon. And they're obviously missing the entire New Testament, right. which is, which is, uh, you know, they're prohibited, exact...
1: it's, pro- it's they're prohibited to read it, by the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which is to read it. Yeah. Which we know to be sacred. And it's the word of God. Uh, uh, it's the word. I mean, there are certain things that we know about God to be true that can only be found in special revelation, which is which is sacred scripture, right? And uh, like as let's look at the gospel of John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You know, they're prohibited from reading that. They're prohibiting, they're yeah, prohibited yeah. from reading that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Uh, you know, that, that, that he came into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him? Yes. Uh, how how in the world can we unite with people like this who
1: reject the only means for salvation? Well, get this, Paul. I've been to Israel a few a few times, and mm-hmm. every time I've gone there, I you know have I have long conversations with the with the tour guides. They're usually Israelis, graduates from Hebrew University in Jerusalem. You know they they're well versed in Old Testament and and, yes. uh, and 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 history of the Jews. And uh, every single time I've been there, they've told me, uh, I said, so what do you guys think about Jesus Christ? And the tour guides have told me, he goes, to be honest with you, in in this country, the only two names that are forbidden to the Jews, an Orthodox or a conservative Jew, the only two names that are forbidden for us to mention and speak of are Hitler and Jesus. Wow. This is right now in Israel. They'll tell you right now. These are the two names we do not speak. We respect you guys. I know you Catholics have been here for two thousand years. He started your. They'll tell you. Oh, the Jewish tour guys that are historians, graduates from Hebrew University. They'll. I've asked them which Christian church did the... because they'll call them the. They won't say Jesus. They'll they'll say the Nazarene. Which Christian church did the Nazarene start? They go. Oh, don't you know American? It's simple. He started the Catholic Church. You guys have been here since the time of the apostles. Uh, he says that's the only. He goes, that's the only reason you guys we put up with you guys is because. You guys, you guys are part of the landscape. We can't get rid of yeah. them. you guys. Have, yeah. You guys have been here since since the very beginning. They don't. Yeah, and they, they don't care for us. Trust me. But but they say, yeah, you guys have been here for two thousand years. You know, so we you know yeah. we yeah yeah. kind so they, they funny. tolerate. They'll tolerate Catholics there. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and like you said, uh, they won't call them Jesus because Jesus means Savior. <laughs> <Really>? You know. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and they know that, and they
2: know. Yeah, that. and they know that, and it's kind of funny because. Um, Uh, You see a a Zionist movement within uh, Protestantism that, you know, will bend over backwards, you know, for Israel Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, uh, support this idea of rebuilding the temple. And, uh, you know, Jess, you want to talk about moving completely in reverse. Uh, We don't need a temple when we have the Holy Spirit of God indwelling us and our bodies beca- have become the temples of the Holy Spirit of God and we have become partakers of the divine nature.
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, typical Protestants, they are—they instead of progressing, moving towards uh, Christ and, uh, and divine revelation, they are regressing. They're going back to trying to do yep. Old Testament practices by giving millions of dollars to Israel, to the nation of Israel, so they can rebuild the temple. And yep. they believe that. They believe with the rebuilding of the temple will usher in the thousand-year reign, a physical reign of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So once again, uh, they have they have a very Jewish view of uh, eschatology. It's not a Christian view. Yeah. So that we're going to get in next let's, to let's uh, Islam, Islam. Yes. Yeah. 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 Islam cannot be considered an Abrahamic faith for their holy book commands men to rape children, little children. Any book commanding men to rape children Must be inspired by Satan, and this is what is asserted in the Quran. As Gerald Charles Wilson writes in the Quran, chapter twenty-three, verse six, and chapter seventy, verse thirty, draws a distinction between spouses and those whom one's right hands possess—that is, slave girls—while clarifying that sexual intercourse with either is permissible. Said Abdul Allah Madudi explains that two categories of women have been excluded from the general command of guarding the private parts, that is, wives, and B, women who are legally in one's possession. So if you buy the girl, she is yours. This is confirmed in the Quran itself. It says, quote, "...and successful are the believers who guard their chastity, except from their wives, or those that the right hand possesses." Quran, chapter 23, verse 6. In other words, in the Middle East, if a Muslim can touch you in public, a female... With his right hand, he's allowed to have sex with you. Mm. Yeah, if a Muslim could touch you with his right hand in public, he now could have intercourse with you. We'll be right back. Jesus 911. Stick around.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526.
1: Soul Patrol Jesus nine one one. The today's a presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Pray for us, Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. So, is there only one Abrahamic faith? Yeah, it's, it's Catholic Christianity, not not Protestant Christianity. It's Catholic Christianity. Amen. We're talking about Islam here, and Father Nix writes, and those who guard their private parts except from their wives or those their right hand possess, for indeed they are not to be blamed. That's in the Quran, chapter 70, verse 29 and 30. So in other words, in Islam, th- this is in Sharia law countries, okay? Uh, those that your right hand possesses becomes, become your slave children. And note well that Muhammad's favorite wife, Aisha, he kidnapped at the age of six, but he waited until she was nine years old to begin regularly raping her. And none of this violence is based uh, in, in our Holy Father Abraham, who's a saint in the Roman martyrology and Catholicism. But rather, this is an inspiration from Satan himself. Paul, you want to do the next paragraph?
2: Yeah. As I wrote in the first sentence of this blog post, there is only one Abrahamic faith, and that is Christianity, which is Catholicism. But Vatican News itself now declares Abrahamic family house in Abu Dhabi to open in 2022. That Vatican News link says the cultural landmark in the uh, the UAE capital, which includes a synagogue, a church and a mosque, is meant to be a beacon of understanding and peaceful coexistence inspired by the document on human fraternity. It later boasts the Abrahamic family house derives its name from the old from the Old Testament biblical figure Abraham, who is recognized and greatly revered by Jews, Christians, and Muslims. <laughs> Jess, listen, uh I gotta tell you, um, you know, what what is this fascination, this 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 why, why are they so predisposed with wanting to unite uh, the sons of Adam, you know, you know, as if that's our end, as if that's our goal? Heaven is our end. And heaven came down to earth in, in Jesus Christ and in no uncertain terms told us the only way to make it to heaven.
1: Yeah. At, yeah. And, and not only that. This is uh this is false ecumenism because this yes. is this is unity based on on uh yes. on, on some human under, some horizontal human brotherhood and yes. that's false because yes. without the fatherhood of God and and the lordship of Jesus Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit there is no brotherhood there is no spiritual brotherhood That's right and, and as I'm looking here there's a picture there it uh there's a picture there are three buildings, three ugly buildings to eventually bring three creeds into a one world religion in Abu Dhabi. So you can see the picture of the architecture that uh, th- that they're going to build for the three religions. Yeah. Uh, to me, Paul, this is these are the bitter fruits, yes. the bitter fruits of the documents on Vatican II on interreligious dialogue and religious liberty. Yeah, this is this is the end result of of breaking with the continuity of the Catholic Church as it relates to other religions. Yes. Yeah. And, just, and, and, yes. and, and, and this, is, this is just, a, uh, this is just a, a hodgepodge of confusion. Yeah. Well,
2: listen, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, this is what uniquely separates our Lord Jesus Christ from any other figure. You know, he is not a prophet among other prophets. He is prophet, priest, and king who has uh, who died and paid the penalty for our sins, rose from the dead, and ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father, Jess. This is the uniqueness of Jesus Christ, and there is no equal.
1: Mm, that's right. Finish off that last paragraph and then we'll make some comments. Yeah. There is only one true faith
2: in AD twenty twenty two that comes from Abraham, and that is Catholicism. Okay. Um uh where was I at? I didn't I didn't leave off there. Uh Isn't okay. It, now no, be no, that,
1: yeah, that's what we're at. Right. Yeah. Okay.
2: As, as embarrassing As embarrassing as as this incongruity between ancient church history and modern church history is, it does not change the Catholic Church's history or magisterium outlined in the first half of this blog post, we traditional Catholics also cannot deny this open apostasy that is happening before our eyes. Amen. We must admit such construction in Abu Dhabi is a deconstruction of everything contained in divine revelation from Christ Himself in John chapter eight to Hebrews chapter seven to the Council of Florence to Pope Pius the to. Even the violent and bloody history of Islam itself. No, I as a Catholic do not worship the same God as Muslims do. Therefore, we must accept the obvious reality of open apostasy in our own hierarchy, as painful as it is. And as a matter of fact, just just, you know, uh, let's just put it like this. Even even according to Muslims, they look at us. Uh, and and they know that, you know they consider us um, uh, uh, as 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 not a part of the faith uh, you know they and they, they look a, at they call
1: us kafar kafar infidels
2: infidel.
1: that's what it means kafar means yeah. an infidel
2: yeah, yeah. and kafar. and so so it's funny how they are not having it but at the same time <laughs> we're over here saying oh come on we're really your brothers as they're slitting our throats you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah let me continue the last yeah. line here we must follow the faith and history wherever it takes us regardless of personal cost amen and therefore we must admit there is no longer a hermeneutic of continuity only a hermeneutic of rupture amen amen and again i say amen father nix
1: yeah uh paul you you know the word islam it it means submission that's what it means submission to the will of allah Yep. And Muslim means one who submits. And so historically, Islam has been spread by the sword. That's just, they got bloody borders. That just convert or die. Yeah. It's a religion and a civilization with bloody borders in the Quran. I think I've counted, I've counted a hundred and I think it's 110 uh, verses that promote violence against the kafar, against the infidels. Oh. A yeah. hundred and ten, wow. and I told a Muslim one day, I said, um, "I can show you one hundred and ten verses because I've got them down in a Word document in your Quran." Uh, in fact, okay, yeah, it, 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 uh, sorry, I'm going to correct myself. A hundred and nine violent verses in the Quran. Hundred nine. So I I, I I miss it by one. And I told this I told several Muslims, i one on one. I've said, "Show me one verse in the New Testament." where Jesus Christ has told us to kill infidels, people that are not of our faith. Show me one. I can show you 109 violent verses in the Quran yep. that yep. mandates that you kill. That's me. That's
2: right. You'll know them by their fruits. And Jess, in addition to what you're saying there, I mean, think about it. If you're a Muslim, and if you dare to convert to Christianity, oh, you God. have a death sentence on your head. Now, uh, now, now, think about that. What? Uh, it's like living in North Korea. If you try to leave, what do they do to you? They kill you, right? <laughs> right? Okay. So 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 we're talking about slavery. We're talking about once you're in, you can never it's like mob mentality, you know? Uh blood in, blood out type thing. Yeah. And yeah. And, and and Jesus said if the sun if the sun shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. You see the freedom in Christ, the freedom uh uh versus no, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Uh, and and any women who are you know, like you said, if they if they search their heart, they know about the oppressiveness. They know about. I mean, I mean, let's face it. In in certain countries, uh, they couldn't even
1: drive, right? Well, <laughs> here here's the way you, what people want to know, because sometimes <clears throat> Muslims or even Catholics, uh, you know, liberal Catholics will say, "Look at all these peaceful verses in the Quran by Muhammad," because the Quran is is the the dialogue of Muhammad and you had scribes that were following him and they were writing down everything he said because he mm-hmm. he was illiterate he couldn't write he couldn't read so he spoke they followed him they wrote down what he said and this is what's called the Quran it, it's it's the oral proclamations of Muhammad so you'll find liberal Catholics and you know liberal Protestants and you'll have Muslim apologists who'll say well look at all these uh, peaceful verses that Muhammad says yeah there are some peaceful verses when Muhammad was in Mecca, and when he wasn't a powerful warlord, when he didn't have a big army yet, and he was just coming to his own, he spoke very peaceful. Mm-hmm. But then, once Muhammad became a warlord and he and he and, and he ginned up his own army, and then he moved to, to Medina, that's when he started speaking violently. Yeah. And yeah. so, Muslims teach; they officially teach the way they the way, the way they reconcile the peaceful verses uh, uh regarding you know, the treatment of non-muslims w- with the violent verses to kill the infidels they call it the abrogation doctrine which, which yeah. they'll say what what muhammad said uh before in mecca the peaceful verses they're abrogated by what he said later in medina so they'll the in islam they'll say what he said in Medina, the violent verses, that replaces the peaceful yeah. verses that he said in the earlier years of his life. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so it's kind of like uh, what they say about uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Uh, when he was younger, he was more liberal, but then he
1: got more conservative
2: as he went along. And so, yeah. so ignore the younger uh, Benedict the Sixteenth and pay more attention to the older. Is that that kind of exactly. thing, huh? Yeah. Hey, but but listen, I got one answer to that. A broken clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it, yeah. you know that's the answer to you know. Yeah, they you know there are some truths within you know the writings of, of Muhammad because you they know drew why? It from, yeah, they drew from the old and new test, old and new test. Yes, because all truth is God's truth. Yeah, but that being said, when, uh you know when you mix truth, it's like it's like having uh, poison. You mix it with uh, a little uh, a little something. Are you going to drink
1: it? No. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus 911, we're going to talk about, uh, hey, has the death penalty been abrogated in Islam after Pope Francis' encyclical Fratelli Tutti? We'll see.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 888- 526-2151.
1: Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. So, death penalty. Imam, who's uh, very good friends with Pope Francis, he debunks the encyclical Fratelli Tutti. Pope Francis, his abrogation of the death penalty in his encyclical Fratelli Tutti is being blown sky high by his chief dialogue partner Grand Imam Ahmed al tahib who in accordance with Islamic jurisprudence supports the execution of apostates from Islam if you look at this article there's a picture of five Muslims hanging by their neck in public there's a public hanging there right above freshly dug graves in a Muslim country obviously a Sharia law country probably Catholics or Protestants Uh, Pope Francis said today we state clearly that the death penalty is inadmissible and the church is firmly committed to calling for its abolition worldwide that's what Pope Francis said in his latest encyclical which contradicts scripture and 2,000 years of sacred tradition but al Taïb, this Islam imam who's named five times in the encyclical and he's upheld as Pope Francis's inspiration in Fratelli Tutti, which means all brothers, in other words, we're calling Muslims our brothers now. Okay, this it tra- it trash- he trashes. El Taib trashes Pope Francis's declaration, stating the following quote: "The four schools of Islamic law all concur that apostasy is a crime, that an apostate should be asked to repent, and that if he does not, he should be killed." Close quote. And he also said in a a 2016 Arabic interview, he said, contemporary jurisprudence concur, and so does ancient jurisprudence. This is Islamic jurisprudence. That apostasy is a crime, close quote. And then he said, al taif said, we should be aware that the concepts of human rights are full of ticking time bombs. So the grand imam warned, labeling apostasy, high treason, and a rebellion both against religion and what is held sacrosanct by society. El Ta'ib cites the exception of the Hanafi school, which legislates that a female apostate should not be killed. He explains the exception is, is because it is inconceivable that a woman would rebel against her community. Paul here's what's 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 funny about all this is that Pope Francis is holding out El Ta'ib as a as a brother, as a model Muslim. And he's saying, hey, we got to abolish, uh, we got to abolish the death penalty. And al Taib contradicts him immediately with his uh, interviews, with his statements. And so Pope Francis is calling him a model Muslim and uh, calling him my brother. And al Taib is basically completely dismissing and disregarding his teaching on the death penalty, saying, uh, nope, not here in Islam. It's, uh, it's part of our doctrine. And so, uh, yeah, this is uh, m- more, more confusion from the top, Paul.
2: Yeah, and let's face it, uh, Islam does not tolerate other religions, period. Nope. Uh, You you go to any Muslim country where Sharia law is the law of the land, and guess what? You're not free to worship and practice your religion. No. Okay? And uh, you know what, Jess? uh, With the exception that they have a false religion, um, in concept, I... I, I I like it you know what I mean listen there is only one God yeah and when you allow you know false religions to uh it, you know to come in and and spread their ideas uh souls are being lost and this is what the true religion by the way not not yeah. you know like I said in concept you know they're right uh that's why um you know during the Reformation, a lot of Bibles were burned. Why? Well, because they they a lot of them contained errors and things like that. And you're like, well, why are they burning Bibles? Well, uh, because uh, the truth cannot be compromised in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, in concept, I, I I agree with them. Uh, now, a lot of people might listen to that and 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 say, wow, that's that's a really extreme position. But really, no, it's not.
1: That's right. Go well, go ahead and continue where it says
2: only the Pope confused. Sure. Uh Church Militant's uh, Arabic translator, who is himself an apostate, as to say he has left the faith uh, uh, you know, in Islam, living in fear of the death penalty for converting to Christianity, confirmed that the translation was accurate. Distinguished Islamic historian Robert Spencer, author of 21 books on Islam, told Church Militant, Al-Tayyib clearly teaches that those who leave Islam must be killed. This is in accord with traditional Islamic teaching. Al-Tayyib has shown no sign of moving toward the Christian position of the freedom of conscience and dignity of the human person. Only the Pope is moving in the other direction. Yep. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Spencer drew our attention to the... uh, uh, Cairo declaration on human rights in Islam, you know, uh, just uh, I don't know gonna, what to he's, say. He's
1: he's going to quote it right there in the bottom.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, what okay. he says is, uh, it is prohibited to take away life except for Sharia prescribed reason, explaining that since all four Islamic schools of jurisprudence could, uh, concur on the death penalty for apostates. This made apostasy a valid Sharia-prescribed reason for the death penalty.
1: Yep, so this is, uh, again, this is from the Cairo Declaration on Human Rights in Islam. And Al- Al-Tayyib, who's Pope Francis's friend, clearly still maintains and teaches that those who leave Islam must be killed. Again, this is in accord with traditional Islamic teaching. They have not changed." Yeah. Look at what one Pope Paul, during the time of the Crusades, look at what he said about the one true faith in Islam. He said this, Pope Calixtus III, he vowed in 1455, quote, to exalt the true faith and to extirpate the diabolical sect of the reprobate and faithless Muhammad in the East, close quote. And uh, Islamic uh, Catholic apologist, uh, uh expert on Islam, Robert Spencer, he said, quote, now his latest successor, Pope Francis, is quoting the holy book of this diabolical sect as if it contained wisdom that Christians should heed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like when they said, uh, you know, uh people who practice same sex relationships they have gifts for the church yeah. you know yeah. you know i mean they have gifts to offer the church you're like oh, what are you talking about listen this is clear Jess yeah. um if what we teach about the the faith is true which is that you know uh, uh that the the church in apostolic tradition uh as it moves through history uh you know is in fact uh, you know, uh, binding on all Catholics and cannot change, how can all of a sudden we change now? How can how can a modern pope now go against his predecessors and basically pull out his eraser? And, uh, you know, the possibility of that happening is the possibility of God
1: changing. <laughs> Paul, if I, if I had the ability to speak to Pope Francis, I would I would tell him respectfully that Islam believes that our Bible is corrupted, number one. Yeah. Yep. Is Islam? I would tell Pope Francis that Islam's believe that we worship three gods. They believe that we're polytheist. Yep. I would tell him that Islam, they do not believe that Jesus is divine. They think he was just a mere human being, just a, a prophet. Yep. I would tell him, if I could, uh, that uh, that uh, again, uh, Islam has a hundred nine. Verses that promote violence against the kafir. That's you and I. That's non-Muslims. And and so, I mean, these are just basic things that I don't think anybody has told him. Here's something else very interesting. The Muslims, they talk about the 99 names of Allah in the Quran. And many of the names of Allah are consistent with the Old and New Testament. Because, again, it just plagiarized Old and New Testament theology mixed with, with a lot of error from Muhammad. But if you look at the 90 name, 99 names of Allah in the Quran, he's never called love. And mm-hmm. In our Bible, God is called love. God is love. Mm-hmm. But the Quran, in the 99 names, it's very interesting that Allah is never called love.
2: I'm mm. never called
1: father either. And, and, and father. Love or father. Those are the two <laughs> names that are prohibited. <laughs> and the two are congruous. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, because that's exactly what a father does. A father gives love. Yes. And, Paul, and I'm going to tell you one of the things, uh, it just from, from a carnal man's point of view, I think one of the things that fuels uh, Islamic violence is the fact that, let's just be honest, the promise of 73 virgin wives in paradise uh, to a secular humanist guy that all they think about is, you know, below the waist issues. Um, it's appealing. Yeah, that, that's that's a strong appeal. That's why... A lot of them have no problem with suicide missions. They have no problem with their, you know, with engaging in in, in acts of violence because for them to die in battle against the kafir, the infidel in the cause of Allah is the surest way to get to heaven. And there they're going to have carnal delights. They're going to have beautiful virgins. Oh, And by the way, the Quran also says they will have little boys to enjoy sex with them as well. In the Quran, Really? The, yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I got to tell you, uh, you know, you talked about no one's ever told for, uh, Pope Francis about these things. Just I've noticed something about left wingers. They tend to it's kind of like when Obama was the president. We had all the laws on the books, you know, on immigration and so forth. He just chose to ignore them. You know, he had an agenda. He was focused on his agenda. And so he picked and choose, you know, what he would you pay attention to and what he wouldn't. So I, I think that this is a tendency that that is prevalent among people who are from the left in their in their thinking. Uh, so I don't think it's a question of, um, you know, he hasn't heard these things. He just chooses to ignore it. And he has his focus on his goal and nothing else. And so nothing else matters. That's what I think,
1: Paul. I mean, uh, I wonder, Pope Francis, how could you ignore that the Quran specifically mentions that wife beating is normal, and yeah. the Quran specifically says that a husband could beat his wife and send her to bed. <laughs> how about uh, that, this one? How about this
2: one? A woman, a wife, is like a field. Plow her, whatever which way you
1: will. Wow, wow. <laughs> which which includes sodomy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Allow her wherever you want. Well, that's the reference, brother. <laughs> yep. God help us. Jesus 911, two-man car. Remember, Jesus Christ is Lord no matter what happens, no matter who's in political office. That's right. And remember, as St. Father De Pio says, pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful, and God will hear your prayer. You can count on us here in Jesus 911. We're going to continue putting the spotlight of truth upon this culture of death. And we're going to keep firing missiles of truth against this wall of lies because we're called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. And the only vax that we're going to push here is called the blood of Jesus. Amen. And the only virus we're afraid of is the virus of sin. See you next time. Yes, indeed. Jesus Christ, the same today and forever. (laughs) Yesterday, today, and forever.